everybody, welcome to this special season four COVID-19 episode of Group Thinkers. I'm your host, Justin McCord. Uh, you are checking out uh, our series of special edition podcasts tied to COVID-19 and uh, where we are visiting with folks from the nonprofit marketing landscape to understand what's happening in the wake of the spread of the novel coronavirus and how they're responding how they're making decisions. On this episode, uh, I chat with the CEO of the Nonprofit Technology Network, also known as N10, and that's Amy Sample Ward. Amy and I have known each other for a while, and uh, she actually is a a previous season uh, guest of Group Thinkers. So it's good to catch up with her. And uh, one of the reasons why it was important to chat with Amy as all this is happening is because Amy uh, is the CEO of a nonprofit, right? Intent in and of itself is a nonprofit, about 15 people on staff. And in the recent days, in the wake of this spread of COVID-19, Amy and her staff have had to make pretty tough decisions on what to do with their annual conference, NTC, uh, which is a significant conference, 2,500 or so nonprofit professionals gathering annually and a big part of their annual budget. So I wanted to understand uh, the buildup to that decision to have to cancel NTC this year and the steps that uh, that Amy took. Why is because that's the same place that many of our nonprofit um, marketing brethren find themselves now uh, walking through these difficult decisions in the midst of event season on uh, transitioning events to virtual or having to cancel flat out cancel events, what that looks like in comparison to your regular marketing and uh, how to keep your sanity in the midst of all of it. So uh, this is uh, this is Amy Sample Ward on Group Thinkers. So Amy Semple Ward um, joining me from Portland and from the Intent offices. Hi, Amy. Hi. It How are you? So, it feels very strange being yeah. in a deserted downtown Portland in a deserted office building coming to pick up my equipment, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's certainly, it looks strange because that's normally a bustling, bustling oh, place, you know? Yes, totally. Like driving over the bridge in the morning, which is normally, you know, five miles an hour, everybody's coming downtown to work. It was like, people were speeding past me, you know? Yeah, yes. It's really, yeah. it's really interesting. So how, how are you? How's the team? Talk to me about the, the intent team and, and how uh, they're doing in the wake of uh, all this COVID-19 stuff that we're wrestling with right now. Yeah. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I am... I'm doing okay. I have like a giant building full of privilege. So I'm pretty safe and sheltered as of right now and doing okay. Um, Mentally and emotionally doing uh, pretty good because we have a three-year-old and it's kind of hard to be sad around a three-year-old who is just like <laughs> constantly making up the most ridiculous stories you've ever heard and sure. wanting to play games. And um, we read just a lot of books and yeah. that means you get to like 
sit down and spend an hour reading kids books that are filled with hope and joy and happiness or like absurdity. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Feels pretty good. Yes. Um, the team is doing okay. You know, we are a team that kind of one of the strengths that we have, we're, we have 15 people mm -hmm. on staff and 10. And one of our strengths is a pretty good job of operating in ambiguity. And that usually serves us well because we're a community-centered organization. So we don't necessarily know the future. We are there as like a facilitator of what, what needs do the nonprofits have. Sure. But at this time, that kind of shifts over to being a team that's able to like find a path forward when the whole world is the ambiguous, like uncertainty pool. Sure. Um, so that's okay. And, if, but that's the team, yeah. all of the team's partners, you know, work in other places that aren't end Um, yeah. you know, we have staff whose partners are teachers or work in infant health, you know, mm -hmm. like, there, there. As a team, we can talk to each other and be in a shared space. But as individual families, folks are, I mean, just like everyone else, you know, they're dealing with a lot and trying to hold a lot of concurrent emotions at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah. I would say that as I've been having these conversations, the um, I'm encouraged by the prioritization on connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And mostly internet based connection, but still connection. Yes. And um, I'm so encouraged by that. And I think that that is a, uh, a part of the resiliency that that all of us are carrying through this, uh, this kind of odd moment that that we're Yeah, in. I've seen a lot a big effort uh, online of folks trying to reframe the idea of social distancing as physical distancing yeah. and upping social connection. Oh, I love right? that. Yeah, it's we are not supposed to be more than six feet, you know, apart, but we should not be, you know, not talking to each other. Exactly. Like, text every person you know, get right. on, you know, video chat, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the last couple of weeks have been uh, interesting and challenging. Rough. Rough. They've been real rough. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I want you to walk through those couple of weeks and the, you know, the, the idea behind it and why I'm asking and why I want you to resurface a lot of those rough parts is, you know, we work with so many nonprofits who are struggling with the same decisions that you've made over the last two weeks mm -hmm. and had to, um, to make some really heavy calls and mm -hmm. are grieving as a part of that while still trying to serve their constituent base while they're seeing an increase in need. So like you said, you're holding in balance all these emotions at once. So walk right. through these two weeks and, and ultimately yeah. what led to the decision to, uh, to shift NTC. Totally. You know, never say never is my first piece of advice. Okay. <laughs> um, like three weeks ago, getting towards the end of February, we had an all staff NTC meeting, um, NTC is the Nonprofit Technology Conference, our conference that we um, ultimately had to cancel. So um, we have an weekly NTC meetings leading up to the conference anyway. So mm -hmm. um, we were talking about coronavirus and folks, you know, were encouraged to ask whatever questions they had. And, um, you know, one of the scenarios we're playing out is like, is there a scenario in which we cancel the conference? Mm -hmm. And of course, this is three weeks ago. This was before there was any of the sure. shutdowns or anything. And we were like, no, I mean, Maybe some people won't come. 
if, if that's a thing that happens, but why would we cancel the NTC? We know what it means for the community. Like, sure, we know what it means for us as an organization, but as an organization that is here to do this work for the community, we know that these folks really rely on this as their one point of professional development. Yeah. So, no, of course there wouldn't be. And then, of course, like never say never, uh, time <laughs> goes on. Those 21 days fine. made a like, huge difference. You know, just days. Happen. Yes. And um, I think part of what was influencing us was, yes, our conference is happening in Baltimore, which, you know, a lot of the East Coast was later on some of this because it wasn't the necessarily like early points of infection. Sure. But our office is in Portland and Seattle and Washington and then right below us, San Francisco, were two like really big hot spots. Right. So the feeling as like part of the West Coast was like, this is coming, you know? Mm. Um, what if we cannot fly to the conference? Like what if we as the staff can't go put it on? <laughs> what, what conference would that be? Sure. Um, which are usually not the ideas that you're juggling when you're thinking about changing or modifying or canceling an event. Right. Um, a lot of what we were hearing in the event management industry was also really sad. And that was, um, you know, even just like 48 hours before we canceled the NTC, when um, the mayor of DC had said, you know, we're banning events over a certain size, um, we were hearing from conference planners that, okay, we have, we obviously can't have our event, but the convention center is, is telling us that they're technically still open. Hmm. so that the event space didn't close. So now it's on you to pay those penalties because right. you chose to cancel, right? right? So uh, there were just all of those like big things out of our control, but the thing that did feel like it was in our control and what was what prompted us to hold on as long as we did is that like even up to the 30 minutes before our email went out that mm -hmm. night saying it was canceled, we were getting emails and phone calls all day every day saying, please do not cancel the conference. Yeah. This conference is my one time to be out professionally. This is right. my one time to get what feels like progressive or even just neutral training because I live in an area that doesn't have diversity of, you know, politics or thought. Mm -hmm. This is my one thing that gets approved because it's the one thing I can claim is related to my job title. Yeah. Please don't take this away. Mm. And that was just so hard to hear, you know, as an organization so focused on our community, this wasn't like, well, we're just going to hold this, you know, fun event. This is the thing that community members have built, you know, and we don't want to have to take it away. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to that place where it felt like either we're not going to be able to go there because we're based on the West Coast or this, you know, all of this happened in like seven days, um, going from everything's fine to everything is canceled. And we kept thinking, and our conference is actually another seven days out. So even if today feels, however it feels, right. we just had to accept that we could truly not anticipate what even 24 hours later would be. Exactly. And we, I mean, from a marketing perspective, we as a team said, we are going to own this message. It's going to be a lot better for our community that we have a message and we are telling it to them. Then we are all just at the whim of whatever is going on. So even though it's not going to be fun and it's, 
not going to be joyous. It's better that we own the responsibility and the control in this situation that we can have, which is minimal, but we can own it and hold it it. and, and message around that. Um, And it was very hard, (laughs) you know, I mean, I, I cry at every NTC. I cry with staff meetings. Like I love people, you know, like that. It's great. Right. But I don't think I have cried more in 24 hours than I did that day. Yeah. I don't think other staff have cried that much at work. (laughs) Um, You know, because even when you know you're doing the right thing and you're, and you're ready to say it in the background, you know, we knew what the spreadsheet looked like of all the bills we were still going to have to pay. Right. right. And And we knew the other part. And that's the thing that like, you know, the, uh, the animal welfare organization who has their golf tournament, you know, this week or next week or whatever, or, you know, whatever other organization who we're in event season is wrestling with the same thing. That's the thing that I'm, you know, that I'm so struck by is an increased need, uh, change in the way that you communicate with everyone. And by the way, you're, you've got this PL that's sitting there in front of you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing where, you know, I, I told myself, I mean, myself and the conference director, we had decided late at night, the night before we canceled that we were going to have to do this. And yeah. so I told everybody in the morning, we're having an all staff meeting. You are clear in your calendars. Like nothing is happening today that is not related to this. Yeah. Um, and I told all the staff in the morning, this is what we're going to have to do. This is what it's going to financially mean for us, but it's going to be okay. Like, right. we'll make this okay. Um, and like, let's divide up who needs to work on what part of the message, you know, sponsors or speaker, like folks are going right. to have questions. Right. Um, and, you know, we worked straight through until six o'clock that night when the message went out and we got it done. Yeah. Um, but other than that morning conversation with staff, which was like an hour, you know, mm-hmm. making sure folks had plenty of unrushed space to say what they wanted to say, mm-hmm. to express how they were feeling, to mm-hmm. ask questions, you know, and sit in that space together. Um, and then working on the like final edits of the message at the end of the day, the sure. rest of my day was spent calling folks and crying and telling them this news is not public. It's about to be public. And what I really want is to be able to say that we are going to be okay because you have stood up and given us some money to make sure we don't go under because of this. And that way, you know, (laughs) I am being totally honest with you. And I have been told folks, if we can get through all of this and there's net positive, I will give your money back. Mm -hmm. Because this is not making money. This right. is about it's getting not. us through, right? Yes. And um, we have an incredible community. <laughs> and when we sent that message out at six, we were able to say Microsoft, Google, and Every Action, who were top sponsors of the conference, who already knew they were losing all their money <laughs> you right. know, from the conference, right. also had already told me that day, like, you know, and these are giant companies. Who Massive companies. Yes. You know, I called them at like 11. Right. And they were calling me back at three o'clock. We, we have money for you. Like we believe in you. We will make this happen, you know? Um, which 
just made me cry more, of course. Um, <laughs> it's a whole like second tier yes. of yes. sobbing. Like, feel happy. <laughs> What's happening now? Um, and, you know, so that covered a part of it. And then we continue to this day to just be so surprised a week later how many folks continue to fill out the, we created a form um, and folks are donating their registration fees back to us. Yeah. Yeah. And it is incredible how many people are doing that um how how many folks have made you know donations we have former board members who all on their own created a peer fundraising campaign and started you know sending that yes. around yes and like all of that happened instantaneously not yeah. with our prompting but from a marketing you know like if this is a conversation for other marketers to think about because we were totally honest the whole time we never spun anything i mean i told staff whether it was spin or not like we're going to be okay yeah <laughs> but to the public we said this is the truth yeah. this is really hard for us yes. this is where we're at these folks are already saying that they're going to step up and help us and the way we get through is that we need more of you to help yeah. and we didn't say this is how you have to help we just said help yeah. And that created the space, I think, for folks to say, hey, here's the thing I can do, you know, and offer that up. Um, and so much of staff time after that really hard 24 hours was then like 72 hours of incredible gratefulness, you know, liking every tweet on Twitter, yes. <laughs> sending yes. around other people's fundraising campaigns. It just has felt like a huge buoy in this right. really hard time. And you know, we still have things we have to work through. We have contracts we have to negotiate, but it feels so much more hopeful in a really hard time than it did before we were public about it. Thinking about it, like you said, from the marketing sense, there's the resiliency of the human spirit, right? And then there's also the loyalty of donors. And 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 your community, the NTC community, of which I'm proud to be a part of, yeah. is incredibly loyal. But mm -hmm. everyone has their Star Trek and every nonprofit has their loyal donors. And so it's, you know, I know that there are stories just like this all over the country mm -hmm. uh, that are happening. I mean, we've seen folks uh, with food banks in certain markets that, you know, they are, are generating more revenue online in the last seven days than they do in half their year, right? Because of the, they're being vulnerable about the need. And so you're right. It's, it's about that loyalty and belief in the community that you've worked hard and your team has worked hard to create so right. that now it pays off, right? Or it doesn't pay off. Payoff's not the right way to say it. But they're, they're showing you that loyalty and support. Right. I mean, I think that's a big thing about, you know, we think about all of the folks in our community as our community, not necessarily donors versus right. sponsors versus folks right. who do a certain program. And I think um, having organizations take that approach can help you Again, not try and anticipate your ask of each of those groups or what they're going to want to do with you, but treating them as your community, being really open and honest with them and creating space to say, these are the places where we're struggling. Yeah. How can you help us get this fixed? Yeah. Um, because right now I see so many people sharing such creative solutions to things too, you know, and 
there are probably things that are going to get you through that you didn't even anticipate would be a value to you. And just Absolutely. really approaching this with that goal of creating space for that to, to happen from your community members. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that it's great. And I love that you continue to see those things happen. Just, you know, um, this is, this is something that is going to go out to help encourage folks. And, um, you've already said so much, but is there any, anything that you would reiterate to, uh, to folks who are struggling right now on looking at that stack of bills or looking at their annual budget and wondering what, what they're going to do if they're not seeing a surplus like some other folks are seeing, um, what steps they should take or or how they should center themselves as they walk through this? I mean, I think we've talked a lot about community in our conversation here, but my number one piece of advice, like we did in our process was to center your staff first, Hmm. because if you as an organization can't do that, you're not going to have an honest answer for your community. Right? So do whatever you need to do. Cancel whatever. If you need time today to sit down with all of your staff and just talk about it and be Mm -hmm. honest and say, because your staff might have creative solutions too. Your staff might elect to technically be fired so that they can be on unemployment. And like, there's so many, I'm not necessarily suggesting that. I'm just saying there's things that maybe aren't your go-to that other members of your team, it might work for them to do those things. You just, don't know. And this is such a time of uncertainty that it can't be a time of assumption. So sit with staff and open up that space for them to say what they need, what they are scared of, what they are hopeful for, what they need and, and create your plans from there. Don't try and create your plans just yourself, you know, in, in your room, create that space all together. And of course now it means you're probably doing that on a big video chat. Right. Exactly. In the yeah. same room. Yeah. So you may need to think about other strategies for helping folks feel safe and ready to engage in what can feel like a much more distant, you know, video conference setting. But sure. I really think you need to, to send her staff once all once you have done that, you've made whatever plans, you've figured out contingencies, whatever, then it's so, it's going to be so much lighter to move forward and say, to your community, what your plans are, what your needs are, because you don't have to worry that now staff are going to read into what you just said publicly as some other thing that they don't know about. They're going to know that they know the full truth. And now all of you are responsible for moving that, that message to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's about that. It's the uh, concentric circles of community, right. right? Because you're talking about let's hone in on your primary community first, your organization, right. your staff. Then right. let's take it a little bit further into our volunteers and right. so on and so forth out in the market of, of having an aligned truth. And, and I right. think that that's true. I mean, it is. You know, the thing that I love right now uh, with such a greater remote workforce overall that we're seeing is I love the, you know, even in our social feed, seeing the pictures of yeah. 40 and 50 faces on a, a Zoom call or whatever it is. Like the, that's encouraging because you see people tapping into community to prioritize staying connected and right. uh, collaborating on creative solutions, which is what's called for right now. Right. And I think the other thing to remember, just as you're saying, this kind of like forced reminder of everyone's actual humanity. Mm-hmm. Like we're not just capitalist workers. (laughs) We are people and humans with families and lives. And I think approaching those staff conversations with that recognition to say like, 
when you're checking in with someone, it might just not be what's on your to-do list. Like part of their to-do list might be trying to figure out how they get someone out of the hospital that was there already for some other related issue. And now they can't even go visit them because the hospital's yes. not there. You know, right. like there could be things that are incredibly stressful right. weighing on your staff that make it so whatever's on their work to-do list like is irrelevant and cannot even be done, you know? So finding ways to embrace the humanity of everybody so that we don't burn ourselves out over nothing when the most important thing right now is not that. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Amy, you're the best and I really appreciate you you spending some time with me today. Yay. Thanks for the conversation. I'm glad it wasn't quite as traumatic as I for a moment thought it might go. Oh yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. So, uh, okay. Well stay safe, be well, and we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Great. All right. See ya. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. If you've listened to the previous episode with Amy or, or you've been a part of intent, uh, in NTC that a focus on community comes first and they do that so, so well. So extremely, extremely appreciative of Amy taking time out to chat and uh, think about these things with me and share uh, the decision-making process that their, their team went through. Uh, and also to share the examples of how their community of constituents who are members but they're also financial supporters. Their donors have stepped up in the wake of their decision to help them move forward. And so there's some strong encouragement that comes from that. Uh, a couple of takeaways that, that I, um, I really loved from Amy was the, the focus on community, uh, thinking about your staff, having those conversations with Uh, with staff in uh, community and concentric circles and uh, then moving it out from there uh, to your other constituent bases, be it volunteers, so on and so forth. So um, focusing on community, making those decisions, making sure that people are keeping their, uh, keeping their wits about them in the midst of uncertainty and and all of the stuff and, and keeping your marketing message clear. Right, keeping your marketing message very clear as we uh, move things forward. So uh, that's it for this episode. Again, like I've shared on the other season four special uh, edition episodes, we're going to continue posting these and uh, in the coming days have more guests on to chat about what's happening in the nonprofit marketing space in light of uh, the COVID-19 situation. So thanks for checking it out. Uh, Always um, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Group Thinkers. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you down the road. Group Thinkers is a production of RKD Group. For more information, visit rkdgroup.com slash podcast. Special thanks to our production team, including the talented Ryan Mellinger for his work on mixing every episode. Also a shout out to the content team that helps pull together research and guests, but the marketing efforts behind Group Thinkers, Suzanne, Ronnie, and others for their work on this and every episode of Group Thinkers.